What's up, man? Whew, what's up? How are you feeling right now? <laughs> do you want the real answer? Do you want the... I do. Oh, I do kind of want the real answer. Man, it's it's been a heavy night. There's, there's, it's been a heavy week. There's a lot going on in my life right now. It has kind of been a heavy heavy week and a heavy night. Um, we're so it's uh, me and Chris here tonight. We kind of had to um, change change some plans a little bit to make sure that we could uh, actually get an episode out this week. And so here's uh, here's me and Chris. Of course, we miss Casey, and uh, we had um, we had some stuff planned. Plans did not happen, but uh, we're excited to um, to see those things happen here soon. Um, for our next, hopefully, our next episode. But yeah, we got some good stuff. We mapped out that episode. It's going to be a great topic, but things yeah. are changing. Sometimes plans don't work out. Sometimes plans uh, don't work out. Yeah, just kind of a gosh, what a, a crazy, heavy, kind of sobering, um, sobering spiritual time right now. <laughs> yeah, I know we're saying a lot of very ambiguous. <clears throat> things right now. No, but here's, you know what, Chris, Chris and I decided that we should all, we should still get on and, and, uh, get an episode out. Um, partly because I feel like we have an opportunity right now to be a little more authentic. It just kind of with our feelings embracing us <laughs> right now. And they, um, they are embracing. Yes. I, I feel it. Yeah, so uh, I, I titled this, Where's the Lord? Um, and it's just, uh, I guess the reason I I titled it that is because I feel like maybe sometimes people, they they have that question. They want to know, man, where, you know, where's the Lord? Like, yeah. they see things happening, they see things going on, they're having different ex- uh, experiences in their lives, and, uh, you know, they're just like, God, where are you in this? Um, where are you? Where have you been? Or yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, no, and I know that I've... Uh, the amount of times that I've asked that question, God, where are you, is... is It's more than I can even count. And, and I think the default answer for Christians is to just say, well, the, well, the Lord did leave you. You left Him. I mean, it, th- that's like our... That's the default is to go that route. Right. And I, I don't know that it's necessarily that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. It's... It, it's 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 interesting. I'm trying to get my head around what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. So, what you had suggested um, before we started this podcast, you were like, "Well, maybe we just talk about where we're at, both at spiritually." Yeah, just kind of give like a spiritual, like yeah. a, honestly, just like a personal spiritual sure. update on on where we're at in our own lives and and what God is doing in our lives. I think it's easy for us to talk about a topic and that isn't very personal, but right. when we decide to say, "Okay, here's where I am, and here's the things that I'm processing and the things that I'm questioning," and and here's my home life. Like it, it just, it, I don't know. It's more real. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what kind of makes me nervous about it. Cause I'm like, gosh, what in the world am I going to say? And so here's the interesting thing about this is, um, you know, that our first episode was on vulnerability and authenticity. That's like a theme this season. Yeah, it really is. And so I'm thinking here, like, well, what am I going to say? That's not going to totally lay all my <laughs> crap out on the table. How can I be just vulnerable enough <laughs> to where, yeah. I, but you know, you know, what's really interesting is that, Okay, let me. I'll say this. 
somebody in uh, in a in our simple church a couple weeks ago, our house church, basically said they they talked about the difference between transparency and the difference between vulnerability. And what they said huh. was is that transparency all it, it is transparent for the sake of receiving something. And so it's like if you if you look at churches and the way that they use that, okay, I'm going to be transparent. It's to receive something back. Like, I'm going to be transparent so that you will give me your attention or your respect or your whatever, whereas vulnerability requires nothing. And so transparency, it's almost this form mm-hmm. of currency. And so when you look at it that way, I mean, you being a little transparent, bro, or are you, you going to be vulnerable? I don't know what I'm being, man. I'm t- <laughs> I just need to get out of my own head. Oh, goodness Well, I mean, I, I'll go ahead and I could talk about myself while you kind of... Well, well, I mean, it's it's not that... I, I love just, talking about myself. It's I know, my favorite thing. I know you do. I know you do. I just... Man, honestly... Sometimes... It's easy for me to slip back into... I'm going to sound super Christian right now, but it, it it's so easy to slide back into worldliness. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to get caught up in the in and outs of of life... You know, and, you know, I just, I started a new job recently. And so like, that was kind of a big change in my life. And so here I'm going to work and then coming home and, um, you know, I've got different projects that are going on. So I'm like, so focused on, on just my life and, um, and I have spiritual practice and I connect with the Lord, but like for the most part, if I could say that I'm leaning any certain way, like I'm certainly leaning more worldly than I am spiritual. Yeah if you want to put it that way. And um, I'm sure there are many things to say about that. But then there's some times where, like, you just start to become hyper aware of of the spiritual around you. And I feel like I'm I'm in that right now. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of, I'm shaking a little bit. Um, well, it's hard, it's hard to gather your thoughts when you, when you feel, when you have some sort of spiritual uh, sensitivity to where it's either good or, or, bad, I guess. I don't even know if we want to use that word, but sure. being sensitive, I mean, you're, you're almost left in this state to where you're trying to process and you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on and exactly. and what's going on in me, God, yeah. and what's going in all what's going on all around me. Yeah. So I think when, when you present the question, like, how are you doing spiritually? Um, how's your heart, bro? Yeah, how's your heart, bro? It, Brother. It's hard to even like put a finger on it. You know, it's like on this past Sunday, um, during our worship time, our gathering, um, there was worship music going on, and I was, I was praying silently in my head to the yeah. Lord, talking to Him, and and I just began to say, "Man, Lord, I I want I want You, but I don't want fake You. I don't want counterfeit or artificial You. Like I want You. Like I don't I don't want something that just has the appearance of You. Like." You know, and it, I think later on I I sent you some uh, I sent you a text message that was just like, you know, we've been trying to give people the activities of Christians instead of the person of Jesus, right? Yeah. Like we're trying to. It's easier to invite people to Christian activity than it is to actually say, hey, all Oof. right, let's meet let's meet Jesus. You know what Oof. I mean? And so I think that um, sometimes, and I know just in my life, I've I've fallen into Christian activity over actual like relationship with Jesus. And, and so it's easy to add Christian activity to my, 
my my life activity, right? So it's like, all right, Monday I've got this, Tuesday I've got marriage group, Wednesday I've got this, Thursday. Okay, then Sunday, that's when I'm going to, you know, go worship, and that's when I'm going to hear a message or whatever it is. Like, it's easy to add that to my life um, a lot easier than it is to, like, have spiritual practice throughout my daily life in everything that I do. So I still struggle with compartmentalizing my life, spiritual and secular. Yeah. And then even, I mean, there's even an aspect of that too, to where it's like you can be doing all of these spiritual things, but are they authentic and are they real? And are you, are you experiencing God and and his love? And, and I feel like the big buzzword for me last year was intimacy. And I mean, and are you experiencing that intimacy? Cause dude, I get, I get in the rhythm too. I mean, it's like, okay, we're doing this, this day, we're doing this, this day. And it's a lot of spiritual activity, but how much of it is, is truly intimate with God, um, so I feel you there, man. I one hundred percent. And so I feel like maybe this kind of ties back into our last episode on discontentment with the church because it just brings you back to that you you just come to this this place where you say there has to be more. Yeah. You know how it makes me wonder if God's like watching us do all our Christian activities and he's just like, No, go ahead. You know, just you're going to wear yourself out one day and then that's when you're going to come to me. And yeah, he's waiting patiently for us to like give the, give all that crap up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if it's like the Pharisees are like trying to be righteous and, you know, they're, obviously they're not attaining it. And he's just like, no, I, I've got a plan for that. And, you know, some of them will come around, some of them won't. But I don't know. It's just kind of, it makes me think about the amount of grace and the patience that he has with us to, to just kind of watch us spin our wheels. Yeah. But with so much love and compassion, he, 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 he sees the moment in time, right? Cause if, if we think linearly, he sees that, okay, on this day, Jason's going to be fed up. And so me being the patient, per, you know, God that I am, I'm just going to go ahead and wait for that day yeah. because that's going to be a joyous day. And I'm going to, and I'm going to be there with arms and wide I'm open. I'm going to be there with arms and wide open. And then Jason's probably, I mean, and Chris and everybody else is probably going to start to get, you know, get caught up in life again and they're going to go do their own thing and they'll be back and here I am. And right. You know, I, I look at the, you, when you become a parent, I feel like you really realize just how amazing of a father, heavenly father God is. Oh, it's a lot easier. Especially when you compare your parenting style to God's because ours is just, trash compared Terrible. to his. I mean, if you want to feel bad as a person, go have a kid and then compare your parenting <laughs> style to God. It's like, it's I so get mad true. at my son because he spilled milk and yeah. I lived in sin and God was like, I still love you. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Well, so yeah. yeah, I think if, if you ask me the question, like, where where am I, man? It's like, I, I've been... I've been busy. I've I've been distracted. I've been tired. I've been stressed, and I've also kind of like, I don't know, man. I I've been going through a lot of unraveling, and so mm-hmm. I really, <clears throat> I I kind of lost a little bit of faith in in my in my practices, in my yeah. traditional practices, um, and so it's kind of almost like. I really don't know what to do or where to go because the things that at one point were fulfilling for my faith, my, and my walk, they just don't carry as much weight anymore. And so now I'm just like, okay, God, I, I just want you 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and it's it, it's hard to navigate. And I I'm there. I'm I'm right there with you. I, sometimes I wish that our phone, <clears throat> me and Jason's phones could be bugged and that we could just record conversations that we have and put them out because I mean, this is this is this is real stuff. This is where we're at in our faith. And man, if I could just kind of chime in a little bit, like chime in, I, I feel like I'm in the same place, you know, as far as like, I've done a lot of, I don't want to use the, I'm going to use the word deconstructing. There's a lot of weight that comes with that words. It's kind of a buzzword right now. Like, Ooh, I'm deconstructing my faith, but very West coast. I mean, (laughs) very New York, but (laughs) that was the worst New York accent. It was pretty bad. It was really bad. But you know, I've been in a place over the last two years to where I've just, I've questioned everything about my faith. I mean, I've, I've, and it started with with discontentment in the church and, and working for a church and seeing behind the scenes and just lo- kind of losing faith in, in all of that and getting to a point to where you go, man, well, if I was wrong about this and I was told all this stuff my whole life about this is how the church operates and that it's, you know, it's this, this, and this, and really it's not doing what I believe God what scripture lays out, not even what I believe, but what God lays out in scripture, like the great commission going and making disciples, even take that off the map and just look at Jesus telling us to love one another like that. And and that's not even happening. And it's like, and of of course I'm speaking in over generalized statements. I'm not saying that there are no churches that are doing this or bodies of believer, but bodies of believers, but it, it didn't feel like that for me. And so I started to question Lots of different things that people would probably be like, dude, you're a pastor. You're, you can't question that stuff. Like, <laughs> but but in, in a way, it was it was freeing to be able to go. You know what? I've been told certain things my whole life. Let me actually go look at what Scripture says, and let me pray and go see what God is telling to me right now. What's He speaking to me right now? And I kind of feel like there was a season where God was kind of like, you know, Chris, just close your Bible and and just be here with me. <gasps> Heresy, right? No. Yeah, but but Chris, just close. But your, if you close your Bible, God doesn't speak. I mean, that's what they say. I think some some they, days. Them, who are these days? These days. But yeah, I mean, people. Chris, close your Bible and just come be with me. And I think that there was a season where I I did that well, where I was with God, and I think that there's a little bit more freedom in that in that. And so I feel like I've I've kind of drifted a little away from okay, okay, we're just regular routine. Bible reading, time in the Word of God, and then, okay, I'm going to spend intimate time with God, and and that's a little bit easier to slip away from, and now I kind of feel like I've been in this season of just, I feel like I'm, for once in my life, loving people and, mm-hmm. and being the heart of Jesus, but almost feeling like these traditional practices that we talked about, I'm seeing now that they are of value, and, yeah. and, right. and that I don't need to just completely step away from things. And so it's an interesting place to be in. And then even you just look at the guilt and condemnation that comes with that too. Like I'm a, I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible father, a pastor. I haven't read my Bible in X amount of, you know, I read a couple, read a couple scriptures and you know this, but, but God, I'm loving people. Lord, I'm opening up my house and doing a simple, like doing house church, (laughs) doing the better. And yeah, all of your other actions. But And it's all work. It's all workspace still like God, God, look at all these things I'm doing. It went from doing ministry in this machine format to still doing ministry in what I thought was a more pure format. And I feel like God's just there looking at me going, Chris, that's all good stuff, but I I just want you, man. Like, I just want it to be me and you, and and that that's what's good. And so, gosh, I, I've been in... 
I resonate a lot with your saying with about the traditional practices and feeling like they hadn't been. I don't know what word you used, but effective, as, as fulfilling as fulfilling, fulfilling as they effective. Once were. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I don't know. It's possible that I never really. Because I was in ministry, maybe I never really used those practices for intimacy, and I only used them for sermon like writing. Outpouring, yeah, like an outpouring. Right, like yeah. I got to get something so I can have something to give. And I, I definitely had had been living in that place. But you know what? Dur- during the times where I was really having to um, put together a sermon, it, it finally changed from me reading my Bible to figure out what I was going to teach to me actually hitting my knees and saying, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? And then yeah. him giving me a phrase or a word, and then me going to Scripture and finding um, stories that um, that talk about that certain thing. Mm. And and it was almost like, have you ever seen those... Um, those boards that have like the pins and the, like the the red yarn yeah. to connect yeah, all the, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like that was going on in my in my spirit the lord's like you're going to talk about this and then he starts giving me all these different scriptures and then like the sermon just kind of like flows into an outline and then you know that's that's where that goes and so really still finding my place um finding that intimate place to get those sermons from the lord but yeah i think um the christian practice thing like honestly and I know a lot of people talk about how this sounds like new age and, and you know Eastern spiritual practice and this kind of stuff. But well, we haven't gotten to the crystals yet, so don't get oh, ahead I of know, ourselves. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, just meditation and like silence and like just man, I just need to sit here and I'm just going to focus in and I'm going to just you know let me just think, let me just talk to the Lord, let me meditate. Let me clear my mind. Let me breathe. That kind of stuff. Like yeah. really, just relaxing, and then focusing in on the Father and 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 talking to Him and listening to Him. And and you know, I I feel like that has been my journey. Where the Lord has brought me is that that's where I tend to go. Yeah. If I get a moment, I'm closing my eyes and I'm just saying, "Okay, God," and taking a deep breath and just focusing in. Um, more than I'm like, oh, okay, I've got five minutes to kill, so now I'm gonna I can get in a chapter or whatever it is. Like I just yeah. don't I don't think that way anymore. And I and I feel like there are some who would give us grief over that, you know. Um, but it's just that's where my relationship is. So I mean, but yeah, do you? I mean, do you think that there's? I mean, this is hard to say, and I'm not. I swear, I'm not trying to stir the pot. I promise, but. Do you think that there's a point to where I mean maybe maybe in our spiritual walks like just any other relationship it it there's an ebb and flow to it you know there's yeah. this it's ever evolving it's not stagnant it's not set in stone it's not black and white it's not the same for everybody but to where where God I mean there's even value to going you know what I'm just I'm going to focus on God and and I'm not going to necessarily feel the condemnation to jump into Matthew and read this story and and I'm, but I'm going to open myself up to whatever God wants <coughs> me to do like that there's a point almost in and I I hate to I hate to look at it as levels like you know first grade second grade third grade fourth grade but <laughs> but if you I mean Paul uses the analogy of of growing I mean you were when you were you know, you drank milk and then you moved on, you know, to solids. I thought you would be, you know, progressing further along in your teeth. I'm, I'm totally, right. yep. you know, sure. not quoting that accurately. It's but, fine. I know what you mean. But with, but with that, it's like, 
what if there are these different levels and milestones that we hit in our faith where it's like, okay, okay, great, now close your Bible, you're going to focus in on me, you're going to be with me, you're going to be here, we're going to do this, and and guess what, now you're not quite going back to the written Word of God, but but now I want you to spend a season doing X, Y, Z, you know, whatever this is, and, and you return back to the Scriptures, and, and any time I feel like I've been away from the Bible and I return back to it, it it's when God leads me back, it, it's like full of life and, and exciting, and I hear God, and I feel like He's speaking, and it's not like, oh, great, I'm reading the story of the feeding of 5,000 again. I know how this ends. Like, but God, right. when God's revealing truth to you in that, and when He's leading you, I mean, we look at a shepherd, what a shepherd does, and how he leads his flock, and how he takes them to water, and takes them to different sources of food, and, and nourishment, and, and all of this stuff. I mean, is it possible that our shepherd is doing the same thing with us, and it may not make sense to everybody. I mean, maybe the uh, shepherd cares for different sheep different right. way. Uh, no, shepherd. I need to go get food over here, and I need <laughs> to drink from this stream. I need Chick-fil-A, and I need their oh lemonade. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, man, I, I think what we're hitting on is really good because it. I think what we're... Obviously, we're, trying, we're talking about where we're at with the Lord and kind of where we're at in our relationship with Him, and... You know, honestly, I, I think what is important is that we're actually in relationship. And it's not like I'm making some sort of decision like, well, I'm going to do this because that's dumb or I'm tired of that or that's boring or I heard that there's this new spiritual, you know, growth plan. And so I'm going to do these things and it prescribes that I, you know, do this memorization and then I do this and then I do that. I mean, those things are fine, but um, I'm... I think what what is reassuring to me is that even in the times where maybe I feel like God is far away or I'm far away, like the truth is I'm still a son. I'm still in relationship. I cannot change yeah. the status of my relationship with God. Like he's he's the one that has to do that, right? And and he's not going to. We're his children and we're his, his beloved children. And once we're born into the kingdom, I don't think we can be unborn out of the kingdom. You know what I mean? And so no matter what, no matter where I'm at, no matter what my practice looks like, I'm still in relationship with him. And, you know, if I go to him, it's not like he's going to be like, I'm so upset with you. I mean, he might say, you know, I've missed you or, you know, yeah, I want to spend more time with you. But that's always going to be with with love and grace. It's never going to be condemning or, you know, he's never going to come down on us. Um, And that's what I think the beautiful thing about being in relationship with the Lord is, is that it, it's your relationship and it's your timing and it's, it, it's in seasons and he's your shepherd. And again, he shepherds you the way he's going to shepherd you. And, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, I don't think we can, we can prescribe how the Lord is going to deal with, with his children, right? Just because he's dealt with me in a certain way doesn't mean that He's going to deal with you in that certain way, right? Like he's going to approach you as a child differently than he's going to approach me. Like you have to talk to Sterling differently than you talk to Ellie, right? And you have to you have to love them and and discipline them in different ways because they're in different parts of their life. And so I think that's the the positive thing that comes out of this is like maybe we don't know where we're at or we don't know what to think or we're confused, but you know, I think in the Christian walk, you're always moving forward, even if you feel like you're moving backwards, because what you think is backwards and what you think is doubt or 
or going in reverse is, I mean, you're gaining experience and knowledge and understanding that you've never gained before. So you have to right. be moving forward all the time. I don't think there's any moving backwards in your relationship, you know? Yeah, but I think it feels like that for a lot of people. And I think that it feels like they're moving backwards, or I've felt at times that I'm moving backwards when I'm not doing enough or when I'm not, you know, or I feel like a failure. I feel like I, you know, did this sin or, or whatever. And it, 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 and maybe that's just a part of the, maybe that's just a part of the, the dialogue that's in my head that, you know, that, you know, call it the enemy, call it Satan, that, this dialogue that exists that tells me, no, no, you're not doing enough. You, you're really not moving forward. God's really not doing a work in you. And I think that, that that's that's all a matter of perspective. You know, when, when we're going through tough things or we're feeling far from God or feeling like He's not at work, I know that I just told you outside, and we talked about things feeling a little heavy around here tonight, and this was the first time in a little while that I felt even any part of God, the good or the bad aspects of this earth, and it's almost like the bad feelings that I was feeling almost woke me up to this, like this jolt of like, of feeling God, which is really interesting. But in this whole time, I haven't stopped believing. I'm not saying I don't believe in God or I don't follow Jesus, but it's interesting how you can go through a drought, and for some people, they will walk away and say, no, God's not here, or, or... they'll be drawn closer to him seeking him. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. Well, here's scripture for that. <laughs> Lay it on me. Romans eight twenty eight. God causes all things <laughs> to work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And, you know, I've, I've questioned this before. It's like, who are we? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I think we can, we can say things are bad and we can say things are good, right? It's the knowledge of, of good and evil, right? Well, right. that's evil and that's good. But really, if the Lord holds all things together and he's able to redeem all things and use all things and he wastes nothing, well, then is anything truly bad, hmm. right? Like, oh, I'm feeling Dang. I'm feeling these bad, these bad feelings or whatever it is. It's yeah. like, well, are they bad if they, they turn you to the Lord? Well, then they're good, right? Like, there's a... I I still remember this story, and I think it's in Amos, A-M-O-S, right? That's a book in the Bible? Yes. (laughs) Amos. Yep. I should probably say (laughs) it like that, Amos. (laughs) Um, And I, I think it's where God is telling the Israelites, like, I was the one that brought pestilence on your land, and I was the one that caused your vineyards to not bear fruit, and I was the one that caused your fields to to lay barren. And I was the one that caused your camps, uh, your village, your tent to be filled with the scent of um, of your deceased army. Like yeah. God saying, I'm the one that brought this on you. So you're looking at these very ba- these bad things. Our army went to war and they all died. And now the, the scent of their corpses are filling our nostrils in our villages. And there's no food and there's no water. And there's, um, you know, there's a drought and there's a famine. And God's like, yeah, I did that. And he's like, and still uh, you have yet to uh, to return to me. Right. And it's just like, wait a second. God, are you saying that you did all these things so that we would turn our hearts to you? Like, what kind of a sick person what are you? What kind of you? a God would do that? Yeah, what kind of a God would do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
what kind of a God would do that, right? So you have to look at the end being the goal in that situation. God is wanting to turn the hearts of the people back to him. And so he's removing all of these things that have kept them from essentially needing or wanting him. It, it sounds <clears throat> it sounds sick. Yeah. But you think about people who've given their lives to the Lord and they say, well, you know, I was an alcoholic and I was a drunk. And if it wasn't for me going through alcoholism and addiction, I would have never come to know the Lord. Right. I don't regret a thing. You're right. like, are you serious? Like, how can you not regret that? That's terrible. How much money did you spend? How many people did you hurt? How many lies did you tell? How how selfish were you? And you don't regret that? What kind of a human being are you? Right. And you're like, well, the kind of human being that sees the good that came from the bad. And the kind of human being who's been changed by God. And, you know, that's the only, <laughs> he's the only one that can get the credit in that case. But, yeah, never mind. I lost my thought. Well, no, Go it's it's fine. Going. It's just interesting because you're, yeah, you going back to what you said, you experienced the bad and you thought to yourself, like, um, you know, it turned you back to God, like to feeling God because of this bad <clears throat> situation, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's bad, but it turned your heart back to the Lord in a moment. And so there's, you, I don't know, you can call it good, but you can say, well, hey, there's actually, there's purpose in that. And that's, that's a good thing. You know, what's, you know, what's been super interesting too, I feel like for me personally, <clears throat> is that like, I've even been in this my wife had quite a few health issues, I think. Let's see, it's like 2000, 2017, 2018 were a very hard year for us, like health-wise. And I did a lot of praying through all of the circumstances that we were, <laughs> that we were going through. And I really, it was so interesting, but I really feel that there was like this moment where I had this light bulb moment where God was like, I'm not going to take this away. Like, y- you need to go through this. Like, you are going to be a different person on the other side of this thing. And if if you would just stop asking me to fix this and just sit in this and try to yeah. learn what I'm teaching you, y- you'll be on the other side of it. And someone will hear that, they go, that you know, and goes, why do I want to follow a God like that? Like, why would I follow a God that... Put, like purposely puts me in uncomfortable situations right. so that I will grow on the other side of them. And so I've been in this really interesting place since then to where I don't do a lot of praying asking God to change my circumstances and, and anymore. I, and, anymore, anymore, because it's like, okay, he, I'm definitely a different person because of all the things that happened to us and me coming out on the other side of it. And so maybe the reality of my prayer life was is that it maybe it is short on existing because... I was doing a lot of praying solely for God to change my circumstances. And I feel like I'm just having that realization right now. So Isaiah 48.10, it says, See, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. And that's really interesting. See, I've refined you, though not as silver. I've tested you in the furnace of affliction. Like, that, that whole refining process, like... The refining doesn't happen. Um, refining doesn't happen um, without the fire, right? Right. You see what I'm saying? So, like, sometimes you have to go through. Um, you have to go through those hard times in order to burn off some of that that crap, some of those impurities, yeah. right? It's that I've tested you in the furnace of affliction. It's just like what. Like affliction, furnace. Like furnaces are hot. Like those aren't like sa- Those aren't like, you know, spas. 
furnace melts your skin off. Like it, it yeah. And yeah, you know. <sighs> And I wouldn't trade those things. Like I look back on some of the hard difficulties that we dealt with in her health and and all of that, and it was so uncomfortable at the time. But looking back on it now and looking at the growth that's happened in my heart and my wife's heart and our lives, my perspective shifting and changing, and and if something else were to happen in it to come up, I mean, of course, I would be devastated. I'd probably start praying for God. God changes, please. I mean, we had an in, we had an issue this last week that I was telling you about to where oh, you know yeah. we thought our lives were going to be oh forever gosh, changed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm praying, dear God, please wah, don't let this be the thing. Wah, you know, and and, <laughs> and so <coughs> even then it. Yeah, the, it's it's tough. I mean, yeah, you nobody wants to go through hard times. Nobody wants to. I mean, I'm I want nothing but um non-stressful uh anxiety-ridden life all the time. Like I don't want to be I don't want to have anxiety. I want to have stress. I don't I don't want anything to be inconvenient, right? Like I always want to be the perfect temperature. I always want to uh, make it to work without hitting any red lights or anybody going yeah. slow in front of me. Like I just, my entire life is all, um, is all focused around how can I minimize inconvenience or uncomfortable, uncomfortability. Yeah. Or discomfort in yeah. my life. Right. Like the, that, my, that's, it's almost how I live my life. I don't welcome those uncomfortable feelings most of the time, but I can think about a season that my wife and I went through back in like October, November, and uh, we were just having some uh, relational anguish with some some other people in our lives. Yeah. And uh, it was really difficult, and it was the worst, one of the worst things we'd ever gone through. And it hurt so bad. Um, and it sucked. And those things shake your faith. I mean, I remember us having conversations, and you, I mean, they leave you in a state of, like, almost disbelief, like, how, how could this happen, or why is this happening? And... And and we know all the answers. We know what Scripture says. You know, we we know the perspective that we should have. But when we experience those things, it it doesn't take away any of that what we're feeling in the moment. It was very painful for you guys. It was super painful, and you know, it it's one of those things where you you get down the road and you start talking about some stuff, and you're just like, you know, I don't have any hurt left from that. But there are certainly those times where you're talking about them, and you're just like, I had some hurt from that. But it was a very painful time. But my wife and I were the closest we'd been like in a long time because it was like you feel like you're abandoned by everybody and then the only person you have is your spouse and then you realize, gosh, you're the only person I have. I feel like I have. It's like us and the Lord, you know? And of course we have family and there are people around us who love us, but really you get into this place where you're like, man, there's, we literally feel all alone right now. And, uh, and it brought us closer together. You know, and we, it strengthened our marriage, and and we it it sucked terribly, but we came out, and there was a stronger bond between us than yeah. had ever been there. And it's like, well, how do you explain that? How do you how do you build that without going through the hard times? How do you how do you build that camaraderie or that that closeness the with camaraderie your wife? of war? I mean, that's essentially right, what it is. You're exactly. going through the wars of life. Yeah, how you know how do you how do you know that your spouse is, is like truly your ride or die when everybody, <laughs> you know, if everybody hasn't, um, hasn't abandoned you or you don't, you feel like, you know, people have abandoned you. Like, I, I just don't understand how you would ever really come to that. Like, how am I going to tell my wife, like, you're the only person I truly have right now, unless I'm in a situation where I feel 
like everybody else has abandoned me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I fully understand what you're saying right now. And, and dude, I'm even getting like, I'm having to look up. If you're on Facebook Live, you're watching. <laughs> it's like you. my eyes are like tearing up. I'm, I see you. I feel so many emotions tonight. <laughs> you're I feel feeling, like my heart of stone has been, has been split wide open. You're feeling all the emotions right all, now. All the feels tonight, man. And, but it's one of those. And part of that is because I'm remembering. The, I'm remembering conversations that we had when you guys were going through that. And, and as I'm talking about my wife and, and our struggles that we've been through, like the trials of life, and I, it, it tears me up to look back and to think back like uh, those are painful memories, but at the same time, they they were necessary. And well, I don't even know if they were necessary in our lives, but they happened and we grew from them and we're different because of them. And I know everybody, you know, I once heard someone say, they said, if you were to take, let's just say you're in a room of 20 people and you, you have everybody that has a metaphorical suitcase with the trials that they're going through. If you, <laughs> if they were to take those suitcases and lay them in the center of the room, that 100% of the time you would go back and pick up your suitcase because you don't want to go what everyone else, go through right. what everyone else is going yeah. through because yeah, that's everybody is going through it. And, you know, I think about my, you know, certain people that I know, whether that's family or friends or, or old coworkers who are going through the ringer that don't have a relationship with Jesus. And I just, I look at that and go, man, I, I feel so bad because for me, the thing that I get, like when someone asks me, like, why do you follow Jesus? And I don't know if this is the right answer or not, but when I think about it, like Jesus gives me hope. God, right. God gives me hope. And yeah. I don't know how I could, I could have made it through any of the circumstances that I've endured in my life without that hope. And knowing that, man, I'm going through this, this is hard right now, this sucks, but I know that I'm not alone. And I know that God is right here with me. And that doesn't matter if I'm bawling on my floor, weeping, crying yeah. my eyes out. I believe he's there. I can feel him there. And I can feel his comfort. Yeah. Well, it's when you truly know him, you really don't know what the feeling of hopelessness feels like. Like I was true. I mean, there's been some dire times. And there, there's been some times where you, you in your mind, you play out all the worst hypotheticals. You're like, well, if this happens, if this happens, and this happens, you know, and it's just like, well, at least it's not the end of the world. And if it is, then Jesus will be here, and that's pretty amazing. That's pretty dang right? good. That's yeah. pretty dang good. So, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever truly been in a in a moment where I've been hopeless. Um, I say that and some people live in that state. That's, that's some people live there. State. Well, yeah, it's. It's terrible, and so yeah. At least we have the this hope that's an anchor for our soul, right? To quote the scripture, Christ, we have we have our hope in Christ, and so that's. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, going back to what we started talking about with this question, like, where's the Lord, and you know, how are you doing in your in your spiritual life, and what are you going through, and you know, just asking all these questions, like, ultimately, when you really sit down and think about it, <clears throat> you think, man, I I know the Lord. And if I know the Lord, well, then I'm good. You know, it, there's there's nothing that's going to come that's really going to knock me out of this thing. You know, you really can take on the world um, when you have the hope of Christ, and there's not going to be anything that's gonna that's going to knock you off kilter. You might get into these seasons, and I think this is kind of what we're talking about. You get into these seasons where it's like kind of struggling in your faith, or maybe you don't have a lot of spiritual practice, or you've put the Bible down. Or you or even you, feel like there's any you much spiritual fruit coming in your life, you know? Like yeah. you just kind of have become stagnant, I guess is the sure. word, maybe. Oh, I can notice. I mean, I notice. Like, I notice when there's 
when there's no fruit. Or, you know, Scripture talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and it says the works of the flesh are obvious, and it starts listing all these things. And you look at that list, and you're just like, yeah, that's Dang. that's the work of, <laughs> the, you know, the fruit of the flesh in my life, big time, because of fits of rage and dissension and jealousy and anger and all these different things. You start looking at that crap, and you're just like, yeah, I don't know that I'm having a lot of spiritual fruit in my life. And that's when, you know, you really kind of have to wake up. And I, I had to wake I had to wake up a little bit in my relationship just as a husband. I mean, even the past couple of weeks, because, you know, I, I saw myself being a certain way. And I was just like, obviously, this is a problem and I'm not justifying my actions. I don't know how all of a sudden at this point in my life, these things are a problem when they've never been a problem before. Right. And, you know, we're five years in the marriage now. You would think you that... You guys are married five years? Yeah, June 28th, this five year? years. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. We only, we only got one year on you guys. It'll be six yeah. for us. Yeah. Anyways. Again, I was still mad that you got married before I did. <laughs> so anyways, man, I just, I think that, um, I think that what I want listeners to hear is that they have a, I've said this before, and I feel like I said it a long time ago, and I feel like I've learned a lot since then. But now I feel like I'm I'm back in the same boat, saying the same thing. Like it's okay to not be okay, right? Like finish it, finish it. What is it? But it's not okay, okay to, to stay, to stay, stay that okay. way. Yeah, it's not okay to stay that way. No, but really, like it. It's so crazy because there's some sort of maybe unspoken spoken thing it's just like well if you're questioning your faith and you see yourself slipping in your spiritual disciplines you should probably really stop and take account and check your heart bro like you know like i I feel like somewhere along the way someone has warned me i wish somebody would check me on that and be like hey let's go have coffee and i would destroy (laughs) them that's so bad that's just like that's not i shouldn't say that but yeah (coughs) that's funny man that's funny well i know this is kind of a different episode and you know we talked about this, that, and the other, but we really felt the need to, to sit down and, and really crank out this episode. Like I said, we had some, some, um, just some things fall through and didn't have a lot of time this week to actually get, um, the episode that we want to get out. But Chris and I still felt it necessary to sit down and just kind of talk about some things on our heart. And, and again, kind of feeling the, uh, just the, the weirdness and the heaviness of, of just our circumstances the, the of spiritual life. circumstances of life and stuff. And we're just kind of like, gosh, we got to maybe try and hash this out and hopefully it, it makes some sense to somebody or helps them. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really all I have to say. I hope that somebody out there is like, you know what? That was, I needed to hear that. All our patrons are going to unsub anyway. So well, there, here's the last thing I want to say. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, for me, it's so it's so crazy. Tonight has been it's been crazy tonight, but I feel like it's been so healing for me too. Like it, I feel like there's been a, a work done in my heart tonight, just by some of the conversations oh, we good. had off air, and and then even you know the, as we're having these, and I would just I just want to encourage listeners if you're going through heavy stuff, and we all are, you have to surround yourself with people, and you have to talk about the stuff. Like, I know that there's this stigma about talking about what you're going through and opening up, and even Jason at the beginning was like, you know, trying to get kind of like, I don't know yeah. what to say. I don't which, know how much of my life I should share which, on air. Which mask do I put on right now? But, but you 
got to have that outlet to where you can share, here's what I'm going through, here's where I'm at in my faith, my marriage, my XYZ, my all this stuff, and you can just lay all that out. And I have that on Monday nights with a bunch of dudes. We sit around a fire, and, and we just we talk. But yeah. even then, I needed a double dose this week, and I'm, I'm so glad that we had that. So listeners, if you're holding stuff in, if you don't have anyone that you can talk to... Um, We've said this on episodes before, but you can hit us up. You can message us on Facebook. Jason, where can they email us? Uh, salty dogs podcast at gmail.com. I mean, we we are listening ears, Jason. I know you've hopped on phone co- phone calls and talked to people and help you know tr- them process things that they're going through. Yeah, and, for sure. And so we're up for that. I mean, we're just normal dudes. There's nothing we are just normal dudes. Yeah, we are we are normal dudes, and we have days where we're like this, and we have days where we're like the way we are on those days. You no, know, we're like, <laughs> hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Salty Dogs <laughs> Podcast. How, exactly, you know? when we turn it on, and yeah, this is uh, this has been a good, um, authentic time for us, so appreciate you guys listening as always, and yeah, again, reach out, go to SaltyDogsPodcast.com, and you join can- Join our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group, you can hit us up there, and we, yeah, we really want to get that going. We want people to, uh, we want that to be a place where people can um, talk about things going on, and ask questions, and uh, just another point of connection for us, and a way for others to connect with um you know other listeners and and all that fun stuff so yep casey we miss you today brother we love love you and uh we'll uh we'll be back um with our next regularly scheduled (laughs) podcast episode maybe god's gonna just wreck us every time and we're just like god i'm tired of being vulnerable i I know he's gonna be like yeah no more of this planned episode nonsense i'm gonna make you guys just lay it's like this is a sermon and he's like changing it up oh no yeah he can't do that to us god we were supposed to go live at 7 15 we didn't go go live till what time anyways all right peace peace out